Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm barely awake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Nick. It's late night for us. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, you didn't need to do that. Oh, <laughs> I no appreciate problem. that. So, uh, yeah, I just got... Uh, oh. So, I this I, I just got back from Monterey, so this is going to yeah. be a Monterey episode. Um, but uh, I flew into Monterey for the first time this year, and um, flying out of Monterey, uh, you know, Hurricane Hillary was coming in, and so apparently... Our plane was sitting down in the storm or something, so it, we were three and a half hours just getting off the ground, and yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> and then, you know, thank for thanks for Dan. I think we got in at like twelve thirty or one, and like by the time I got home, and then I, you know, I had I had initially thought, oh, you know, I'm going to get home Friday afternoon or Friday or Saturday Sunday evening, and so I set appointments at like six six thirty this morning. <laughs> it's like, oh god. The guy I talked to the first day, he's like, you seem, you, you seem tired. And I was like, I am. I'm half asleep. But I'm definitely <laughs> here to listen to your problems. So, yeah. Mm. But yeah, how are you? I'm good, man. Good? Yeah. Get lots of projects done at the house? The gym, yeah. Nice. If you're not careful, you're going to have a gym here pretty soon. You're going to have no excuse. To I know. Out. So, yeah. That's why I'm pausing to eat a Reese's peanut butter. That's cup. fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as long as you put them in the gym. And then, you know, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a reward at the end of, the, of your... Uh, that's what we do. Hey, Megan, come get your bike. Oh, yeah. Still here. <laughs> God. Looks nice. Let's start riding around. That'll teach I know. Her. I need to anyway. Yeah. I actually do need to. It's got that brand new clutch in it. And oh, so yeah. it's like, it's a little grabby. It's a little grabby. Well, yeah. That's her problem, not yours. <laughs> that's a Megan problem, not an our problem. Yeah. It's got a really stiff clutch in it now. So yeah. That's good. Nice. But yeah, we did the gym. Um, I guess I could use that as a Carter Automotive Group tip of the week because it actually is a really good idea. So you will save gas if you're not a fat ass. Get a gym. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. <laughs> yep. That is true. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say one of the things we did, so we were, yes, this ties into an automotive tip. Don't worry. <laughs> um, one of the things we did is we were looking at gym flooring and, you know, there's lots of pretty gym flooring options. You, you know, you can do checkered squares and garage flooring. Anybody who's looked into garage flooring has looked yeah. into, what do we call Swiss tracks and a few other ones. You know, there's a bunch of race, race, race deck. There's all these really nice garage floor options. If you were on a budget. And you want a basically bulletproof method, and you have the tools and the time. One of the most budget-friendly and indestructible things you can do for a floor is horse stall mats, and you can buy them in bulk. It's um for a four by six, like square, I guess rectangle of one. They typically are four by six. So you can get them in bigger than that, but the ones you'll find at um, most places around here, like uh, Tractor Supply and things like that, are four by six, and they're three quarters of an inch thick. They're recycled tire rubber, and so of course they. You can battery acid, oil, whatever you want to throw on these things is not going to hurt them. They're pretty Famous much last words. Yeah, yeah, pretty much indestructible. They're made in Canada, so you know. Yeah, they're that's, made that's in Canada actually. Know. Yeah, and if you're looking for a cheap flooring solution, these things are great. Or if you do, if you want to put a mat under a car while you're working on it, fantastic. Like if you're doing oil changes, you can pressure wash these things off. Like they're fantastic, and and you, you the weight's just holding them down. Like if you needed to take those out and clean them, you could. You could, yeah. They're eighty yeah. eighty to a hundred pounds each. Yeah, they're seriously heavy duty. But I mean, you get some serious sweat in there because you're not going to want to go in there with a hose and hose out your garage because that then water could sit under there, right? You could. Well, I mean, if your garage floor is created properly, so yeah. they have these dimples on the bottom. They're not just solid. You could put them the flat side down, but they're made to drain. Because think of a horse stall mat. Oh, horse true. is going to pee all over it. Yeah, and so it's made to be washed. Your horse, yeah, it's yeah. made to be washed down and then yeah. then washed away. Yeah. So these are a great inexpensive option for even if you need a standing mat and you are in a heavy duty shop, you want something you can that can just take a beating. These are great, okay. um, and people use them for tons of projects. They're great for sound deadening. 
Anyway, if you're looking for something like that, go check these out. So I cut them in a special way. I used, I have a four and a half inch saw. Basically, it's a hand saw, but it's a four and a half inch, you know, reciprocating saw from okay. DeWalt. And I use that to score it, not to cut it. If you use it to cut it, you'll burn out a saw. I mean, this stuff Real is quick. really dense. Really, really yeah, quick. Yeah. Yeah. You need like a... Oh, yeah. There we There's, go. Hey, guess who's home? The dog's home. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah, who yeah. knew, right? Yeah. Between the birds biting you and this. Yeah. A, what are you, are you, start, are you starting your own aver, a, 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 aviary? Yeah, that. Yeah, you accidental ornithology? Yeah, accidental, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, I, I kind of wish. I do love birds. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to have to pause here and okay. come back because he's fine. just going to be like, I must lick you and attack you. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Get over here, you moron. No. Yeah. We'll pause for a <laughs> okay. second. We'll come back after the dog has eaten us. We'll be right back. And we're back after we uh, only stepped away for a brief second and had Izel's so chicken and uh, I love the all dog. Your pets. I yeah. love all your pets. I'm, I'm building a little zoo here. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great, actually. We built a zoo. We built a zoo. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hence the horse stall mat knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, if you're on a budget and you need uh, some cheap flooring, um, we use, oh, what are they called? Those spiky things. Hmm. Spiky things? To what? To connect them like amending plates. So you pound them into the wood if you're doing like a roof framing. Okay. And mm-hmm. I used them on the ground underneath the rubber pads. You just nailed to them or how'd you connect them? No, you just, you just mallet them down onto the top. Oh, because there's spikes up. Yeah, there's spikes up. Yeah. Those are the spiky things. Yeah, they were Got really it. good. Fair enough. Yeah, it's called okay. a mending plate. And you can get them for less than a dollar at Home Depot. And we used um, one at every seam and every joint, and that keeps them from ever moving. Did they? Did they suggest? So you got those at what? Not Harbor Freight. Um, I got them at Tractor Supply. Did in Tractor Monroe. Supply suggest yeah. doing that? Like, or was there? No, I found a guy online who'd done it. Who just like there's a bunch of home gym stuff on YouTube. It's an endless hole. But the using careful the, what you search though, by yeah, <laughs> probably, probably okay in YouTube. Yeah, but um, yeah, there's a uh, a bunch of projects around that, and then I found different uses for them in the shop and everything. You can use things for sound insulation is actually what I'm going to use some of the spare cuts I made for just because they're they're so dense they're hmm. multi-use anyway yeah obviously cool. not in a car because I mean but uh, another use that I am going to do is uh, a truck bed mat it's a four by six and you can cut it to fit and if you do heavy load hauling like say you haul wood in the back of your so your you're going to do two of them or, so that it covers everything or just put one in the middle of the truck just one in the middle okay um because it's one non-skid which yeah. is a really nice part of it it drains underneath like i said okay. and if you like put heavy stuff in your bed perfect for that it's just an extra protection thing i like the bed liner that, 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 that you have in your bed but there are times like when we've used it ever it's rained and like you're in there and it it's never dries squ- it never dries and it's squishy like yeah, yeah. and it's musty smelling i yeah. leave the cover open so, so. The bed, i have a bed mat which is is if I didn't have the retracts cover on it, it would be a lot better. But why would it be? Oh, it would dry better. It would mean. dry better. And, but it rains all the time. It here, reminds so. me of like the stuff they put in like wheel wells. Yeah, like that felt. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Anyway. anyway, yeah. Good little tip if you need some flooring, cheap. Um, you know, not everybody can afford to do a race deck in their in their garage no. in a small place. It can be expensive too. It can be real expensive real fast. Yeah. And these are a good economical way to have a really good floor. And I mean. And truthfully, and like I said, you know, they're, they're and you can drop weights on them too, and like yep. and it's good sound deadening too. So, very cool. Well, yeah. I mean, it looks great. I mean, it's you know uh, that that garage is not the most usable as a garage. So, no, exactly. So and, I mean, I think if, that works. If I didn't have another place to park cars and yeah. work on stuff, then I wouldn't do that out there. No, but I got yeah, you. Having the shop that made me want to use that space differently than the garage. Sure. That it is, so sure, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. Nice. So, welcome back from Monterey. Yeah. You just did Car Week. and um, Well, I kind of did Car Week, but yeah. yeah but you work it. Yeah, I work it, We've yeah. talked about this. I'm just 
the quick recap yeah. is if you go to car week for fun, it's amazing. It'll blow your mind. If you go there for work, it's a ton of work. <laughs> it's yeah. busy, nonstop work. Um, but it's still great. And it's um, it's shrinking, but it's... The landscape is changing. The, yes, the, put it that way. The car show world of, of Amelia Island and Pebble and things like that. I think the big stuff will stick around just because. But truthfully, and this is a, an assumption, Concorso. So if you don't know, I, I, I work for Concorso Italiano. Um, there's about six of us uh, that put the whole thing on, but plus volunteers. But, you know, so we I, everybody goes, what do you do? And I'm like, I, everything. <laughs> but uh, it, that, that show is changing because a lot of the people that own those cars and own the vintage cars and, and older stuff, they're aging out. And unfortunately, they're passing away. And, and a lot of the, the newer generation, you know, our generation and younger aren't necessarily getting into the trade. They're not learning to work on it. And it's a space thing, you know, like what was it? It was a 1932 Mercedes-Benz, I believe, that won Pebble. But that car takes up so much space when you're in a garage. But the the, the, the idea, so Concorso, we, it takes place on a golf course, and we bring in all Italian cars. We do have a Global Exotics, which is just glorified VIP parking. But um, we bring in all the brands for, uh, for for Italian, so Ferrari, Lamborghini, Di Tommaso, Maserati, Alfa, uh, uh, Lancia, um, all of those, and, and and we we have a and we have a huge show, and we do we do awards, and we have people come in, and you know like Valentino Balboni, and we had, and I'm gonna have to get her name, but because I've now forgotten it, but we had Enzo Ferrari's last secretary come up there, and she's <laughs> English, she lives in she lives in Modena still, That's but so cool. she was his last secretary, and she. Um, uh, we found out a very few, a lot of things about Enzo Ferrari. Um, a lot of things he said to her in the day probably wouldn't be, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. But she worked with him mostly with the F1 team. Oh. So she has seen some things. She's writing a book called, uh, I think she's called My Boys or something. So it will be about that her whole life story. She's 92 or 93. Like I said, she's English. She's absolutely hilarious. Uh, uh, wonderful thing. But um you know, I flew down on Tuesday because the usual normal schedule is we do a, uh, and Dan used to do this with me, but life has kind of gotten hectic, uh, an event called Connect to Cars, where we bring in certain people in the car world. We interview them, just sort of like Rain City and Avance uh, back in the day, and basically, well, that should be backwards, or Rain City back in the day and Avance now. Um, and uh, this year, I had the absolute joy of interviewing Steve Celine, uh Molly Celine, who we had on the show about a month back, uh, and Wayne Carini, who, by the way... Chasing Classic Cars is coming to an end. After like 18, I think 18 huh. years or something like that, he's finally going to kind of wrap it up. He's got some big plans, but I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing them along with our good friend Dominic Dobson, who is up here, um, who just finished at Le Mans Classics. So um, it was a lot of fun. I... I, I and, I'm, and this is... I'm not giving anything away. I'm We will be having Steve Celine on the show soon. He has a, what he calls a, he told me before, he goes, I'd like to tell a small story that I'm going to call Celine versus Ferrari. It's a long story and he wins, just so we're clear. <laughs> um, so that, that was something to look forward to. But um, Concorso was a, a good event. Like I said, we have the, you know, uh, car, uh, we usually have about five to 600 cars and we had over a little over 400 this year. And I think a lot, again, that's a lot, the changing landscape, and that's a lot of, of the, the world we're living in. Um, I don't know if anybody knows, but things cost more now. And so a lot of Shocking. people aren't, a lot of people that come to our show, like we get the F40s, we get the, 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 the you know, the, the Centenarios and things like that. But the, what makes up our show are people who go out and they've bought vintage Ferraris, vintage Lancias, vintage, you know, Alfa Romeos that cost them, 
they worked hard, you know, twenty to fifty thousand dollars, and they've mm-hmm. worked on them and they rebuild them. And like we celebrated the Fiat X19 t- uh, this weekend, uh, which was great. Um, by the way, uh, uh, we have a local. I don't know. Um, Bruce Wanta was on stage like six times with different cars. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, um, he has an X19 too. But uh, it was it was of course a, he does. Yeah, it was a great time. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get home till very very late or this morning actually because of Hurricane Hillary and things like that. But uh, it was fun. But um, if yeah. you were an Avance member and we were down there, you probably the went to the Av- the Avance party. The first hurricane to cause suicide. Yes. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Yeah, no, yeah exactly. Yeah, hide your extension cords. Um, uh, but I heard, I unfortunately was not able to make it because, again, was working, but I heard the Avance party down there was absolutely amazing. They had a wonderful time. Uh, everybody had a great time. Apparently, from what Chrissy said, Wayne Creeney showed up there. <laughs> so um, I briefly ran into to, to Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. And Adam. Uh, they were on their way to their next thing. I, I don't think those two stop when they're down there. I think the whole Avance crew Oh, no. It's worked the whole time. Yeah. They're, wor- they're, they're, they're working from party to party to party. I told Chrissy she won the Avance, or the, not the Avance. She won the Monterey Outfits game. I don't, yes, she did. 100%. And I don't think yes. I've seen anybody have more fun at Quail than, than Chrissy's pictures. Like, she knew how to do it. So. Yeah. And if you don't know, I'm, and I'm pretty sure I've seen one copy, I, the, 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 the magazine for Quail this year had a very famous BMW M1 on it uh, that, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, that yeah. is very good to know. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, I, I always tell people, if you're a big car person, like, there's a lot of stuff you can do during car week that is free. Yeah. Exotics on Broadway, which I'm going to say, if you're ever interested in seeing Exotics on Broadway, you should go, because I don't know how long it... <laughs> So back, let me backpedal here. So not backpedal. So Exotics on Broadway is put on by many of us old people know is Luxury for Play, yep. which turned into Gold Rush, which turns into Fuel Run. You know, yep. they, they run those things. They do a very good job of running it. But they run with some big, big dogs, Bagani and Koenigsegg and all that. And, and mm-hmm. it's just, and it's a free show. So it becomes very intense and very hard to get down there. So I hope that, you know, they work, they work with the city. Seaside loves to have them there. But um, it's an event that I, I think is going to need, again, that things are changing, but it, they're bringing in so many people. Like that's, that's one of the free events that I talk about. Like we were down in Carmel, was it Wednesday night? And if you've ever been in Carmel during Car Week, it's usually an absolute show yep um it's not anymore carmel has cracked down on they don't they're not really encouraging the cars to be down there i mean and i I say this lightly there was only one senna and one bugatti down there so uh which is (laughs) exceptionally light for car week in carmel like in carmel if you don't know in carmel like along the streets the main drag there all the shops put out literally red carpet and the cars park on the red carpet right you can but it was just it's it wasn't this will explain to you. We were sitting in downtown Carmel, and, and what was coming by and revving was a bunch of really old, beat-up Corvettes. Wow. <laughs> like C6s and C5s. Like, it's just like, it, it's not what it used to be. So, um, I heard that Pebble That's was a, amazing. I think they had, I think, somebody said they had four or five McLaren F1s there this year. Yes, I saw the photos. So, it looked incredible. It's an event. Like I said, I tell people, always go to Car Week once in your life. Go to the Amelia Aya Concourse once in your life. Um, and go to the... Um, uh, hill climb in England. Oh, Goodwood. Goodwood. Yeah. Thank you. So, it you know it's it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and I, again, if I would, everybody's always like, "Oh, this you're 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 working." I'm like, "This is my vacation." That's not a vacation, but no, yeah. And I'm burned. <laughs> so, but we had a great time. Um, so I mean, Concorso, we had some beautiful cars. Our best of, our best of show was a beautiful Mira. That uh, you know, it's always interesting. 
Dan and I have had a relationship, or I, I'm, I'm going to call it kind of a friendship with Valentino Baboni for a while. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, like to the point where we're places and he recognizes. So I'm, yeah. I like that. And Great. it's interesting being at a show with a bunch of Lamborghinis because Valentino Baboni, who has driven every Lamborghini from like 1972 to 2005, something like that. Like, yeah. It's, he remembers all of them. Yeah. Like he remembers the cars. Like he and, and and a lot of times if you don't know like and I'm sure it's not I don't know what it costs. Uh Valentino Balboni like you can get in touch with him and he will coach you on cars to buy and like he helped coach this gentleman to buy this Mira and so he knows it very well and he knew the car, he knew what it was about. Um and it was just quite interesting. We had another gentleman that had bought a an LP. No, it was a Diablo. And he wanted wanted one and this was back in early 90s and he called up the factory and was like, I want to come over because there was no place he was going to get them. He couldn't, he, they wouldn't let you test drive in the United States. You had to order them and bring them here. And the factory brought him over, put him in the car in a Diablo with, with Valentino Balboni. And he was like questioning, he's like, well, will this, what will this car do? He was, he was doing his due diligence. And Valentino took him out on, on the infamous Valentino Balboni test drive. And, you know, where he comes into a roundabout at 100 miles an hour and doesn't lift. Yeah. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Um, there's just a lot of fun, cool things that happen. Um, and I mean, there is, you know, you've got, you've got Quail, you've got Concorso, you've got Concourse, uh, Concourse d'Elegance, um, uh, on Pebble Beach. You have jet the Center, hangar, the, the Jet Center events, uh, the hangar party. You have the Avance party now. Um, it, there's just, and if you are, uh, if you own one of these cars, if you own a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, anything out there, reach out to your dealerships and tell them you're going to Car Week. Oh, Most yeah. likely... Like Ferrari has their own house, Lamborghini has their own house, and if you're a customer, or even if you're not, and you're looking, you can get in touch with these people, and they will, you know, instead of being at an auto show where they where they, they set booths up next to me, they all they rent these homes on 17 mile drive, which is again it's a 17 mile road that leads to Pebble Beach, with some of the most spectacular homes in the world, and these car companies rent this. The Ferrari house was absolutely amazing. I saw photos of it. Of course, they were showing off the new SF90. Well, I don't even know what they're calling it now. It's not a Stradale. Uh, they're, you know, race version. Um, I, we got to see, so uh, I, I had shared some photos uh, with Dan. Uh, if, also, if you're there, you've got to go to the Hyatt Hotel. So the, and everybody yep, knows about the Hyatt. the Hyatt. The parking lot at the Hyatt is where everything is. And we went down there, and there were five brand, five or six brand-new Hennessy F fives i believe they're called mm-hmm. and there was one of them that was covered up and i was like you know i feel like that if that's covered up there's probably a reason and i texted a good person a good friend of ours here in the pacific northwest mr roy katz mm. and i was like is there any chance that would be yours and it was they revealed it the next day beautiful spec, <laughs> absolutely beautiful spec but like in the same parking lot we had the new lamborghini huracan stravat what is what is Oh, what is that? The off one, the off-road one. The off-road one, sitting next to the 911 Dakar, sitting next to a Bugatti Supersport, sitting next to a Bugatti Pure Sport. (laughs) It's just, that's the, you know, and then there was three of the new Parasangues, Ferrari Parasangue. The The new SUV. SUV. Beautiful car. The rear doors are suicide. Storato. Storato, thank you. The rear doors on the new Parasangue are are suicide doors. Oh, sweet. I didn't know that. Beautiful car. It's just... Monterey is kind of where they're releasing. Lamborghini released a new, uh, it's a four-door electric car, which is supposed to be 2028, which I think takes away from the idea of a Lamborghini if it doesn't sound like a Lamborghini. There was a lot of new Porsches released. Uh, man, uh, not Porsche, but outside of the manufacturers, like uh, Singer and things like that. Um, go online. If you're a car person, you got car friends on, on uh, Facebook, You there's photos out there, everything. 
So. If, you, if you weren't at Car Week, I did see I, our friends at Exotics or Edmund Town Center. Uh, they had two singers there. Oh, Last cool. Center, two. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Northwest. And, but, you know, it's funny. Down in Monterey, I mean, singers are <laughs> singers are always beautiful. Yeah. There's no taking away from a singer, but they are a very normal car in mm-hmm. Monterey Car Week. Yeah. Um, it's pretty weird. And so, like you said, if it's if you haven't been, it should be on your bucket list. You should do it as soon as possible because, as Nick said, it's shrinking. Car shows themselves outside of the one-off events or the specialized events are shrinking in general. Um, it's kind of weird. I, I get it, though. I, I have taken a huge backseat to car shows, not because I don't enjoy them, not because I don't love them. I love working at them even. But for me... I'm over the burnout now, but I'm with you. Yeah, it's just... Um, even now, I love seeing the new stuff, I lo- all the new cars, the new technology, but I find them, for the most part, very boring. I go for the people more than the cars. Um, I'm so used to seeing exotics at this point that it, they don't excite me unless somebody I know is getting one and driving them. Yeah. And then I'm excited, but I'm excited because someone I know is getting one. And I'm happy. Yeah. I'm excited to share in their joy of their experience. Like I want, <laughs> I want people to, I love seeing people obtain their dream car or whatever it may be. Yeah. But as far no as, no matter what it is. Yeah. yeah. But as far as seeing one sitting in a parking lot or at even a dealer, it doesn't really excite me anymore. Like it used to, which is, a, it's kind of a, a spoiled way of existing. I'm very well aware of that. But at the same time, I don't go to a lot of car shows. And I don't find myself missing it or being drawn to it because when it comes to a Saturday, I want to go drive. I want to go play. I want to go do something else. I think that's, and but that's also a big part of, of Car Week is everybody out. There's so many roads that are wonderful yeah. in the area between 17 Mile Drive and going between Quail and over to you know Glunaseka. Oh, that's a duh. Oh yeah, historic races at Laguna Laguna, Seca. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so there, there's there's a lot going on. I mean, yeah. and it, it, it usually starts. I mean, Monday and and then the big stuff picks up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, Saturday. Wednesday through Sunday, and then yeah. Sunday's Pebble Beach. So. That's pretty much all. Sunday. Everybody sobers up and goes home on Monday. But yep. uh, yeah, it was it was good. Um, you know, I, I it's it's a lot, um, and I and I actually think I might do it a little different next year just for some scheduling because, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy, I don't get a chance to see a lot of the events. Which oh is, yeah, when you're I mean, working, you're so I'm, focused. on I'm anyway. there to work, and I get that. But yeah, um, I have. Uh, I, I as funny as it is, is I've never been to Quail. I've been I've I've been down there 13 years straight now. Yeah, we're pretty sure. It's not that we couldn't go. No, 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 It'd absolutely. Be easy to Always go to Quail. Yeah. yeah. So um, Pebble's amazing. You know, I think you went. You went that one year when you met Jay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's a lot of fun. Thanks um, to Ashley. Thanks to Ashley. Yeah. Ashley wasn't there, unfortunately. She was on a family vacation. We was, I was looking for, her, but uh, yeah, we. Uh, we had a good time. We had a lot of fun. Um, it's always fun in the sun. Monterey's. It's interesting when you go to Monterey and it's like 100 degrees here, and Monterey's like 70 degrees. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. It was really hot here coming off the bay. But it, um, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was. Uh, it was a fun time. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I missed you. Uh, I missed you. Yeah. Great I mean, you back. get back to it. I got a couple of projects coming up. We're gonna. I'm gonna need your help on. So we got to. I finally got that new fairing. It's shipped to me, and I'm gonna have to kind of redo it and work on that. And uh, we got to. We planned another quick weekend monkey run here yep. coming up, so we got some of that stuff to do. So speaking of that, you did a little research. Um, we're talking. Yeah, we we've been talking talk about all this. about that. Yeah. All right. So here's we've been talking about the big bore kits for the monkeys forever. This goes on to just engine displacement in general and things you got to consider. So big popular thing to do with these with mini bikes like monkeys and things like that is big bore kits. And Which is ironic when you think of these bikes that have big pork kit, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're just running around the city or something, no big deal. But for the, but if you want to use these bikes as, and I wouldn't say as few people do, as a lot of people do, 
or stunting, off-roading, like actually commuting on them and needing a little bit more power and speed. Yeah. And if you're a full-size American, a.k.a. fat, um, you're going to want to kick in some more power. And they yeah, actually do gotcha. need it. And it's, and it's not like I don't get on this bike and think I need to go 110 miles an hour. It's like, no, I really just want to get to 60 a little faster, and I want to go up steep hills. I, again, I just want the, a little bit more torque going up yeah. the hills. Yeah, torque off-road is a big deal. And so I've been looking at uh, big bore kits for these bikes for a while now, and I have dove into research. And as I've mentioned before, I emailed um, a lot of the distributors that are selling this stuff on what works, what doesn't, what do I need to know? Like, okay, if I order a big bore kit, what is potentially going to fail? Because in our specialized use case, we like to get pretty far off the pavement. And a catastrophic failure of an engine is not something I really want to deal with. 30 miles from the nearest paved road or we can farther. do it we can do a clutch but i mean yeah i can do a clutch on the side of the road if i have to but if i gotta you know repair a crank. well the irony is if we blow a if we blow an engine we then have to take another monkey and tow that monkey out and if that monkey is, doesn't have enough power you know we're, we're right we're be two monkeys down it's a need yeah yeah so anyway i'm looking at um these big board kits and i found so it's funny it's a 125 cc bike and the average big board kit for these things is typically 170 to 190 cc's yeah, 183, I thought. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you can get 190 out of it? Okay. I think it, I mean, it's 181 or 183, Still. something. Yeah, it's anyway, it's it's a pretty big jump if you look at that. You look at it, it's 35% <laughs> displacement increase. Yeah, I totally did that math. It's probably 35%. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. And then you've got, you're going from two valve to four valve heads, mm-hmm. and you're adding oil coolers, and high compression pistons, and cams, and it's a it's a big deal. It's it's not, and, if, and like we mentioned with Megan, it's, not that it's easier to work on because it's a little bike. It's still the same principles apply. It's a four-stroke engine. We still have air and fuel and timing and everything else that goes into it on a really small scale. The one thing, and this is maybe putting the cart in front of the horse, and I've, I've been thinking about this, and I'm sure the big bore kits are, have, have, have worked to this, but with a big bore kit and, and a, and a four-valve head, that makes that, that cylinder longer. Yep. Which puts it closer to the front wheel. Yep. I wonder if there's clearance issues. There's not. Even with, like, bigger guys on us like that? Yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, no, you only run into clearance issues if you had an oil cooler. Oh, I and know that. Yeah, and so... <laughs> I bent it. Well, and so, like, yeah. things like that can come to consideration because you're doing these kind of modifications. Like, well, I'm off-road, so I don't want to add an oil cooler only because I don't want to have another piece that I can get damaged without protection. On a big bike, they're up high. Yeah. Way out of the way, behind a bunch of stuff, and, you know, they're protected with armor. But these are just wide out in the open. And they're air, and we have air cooling. We don't have liquid cooling, so now I have to worry about cooling issues. Anything above 220 is pretty kind of in the danger zone as far as running it consistently. With these, luckily, with the Honda stuff, Honda, like... <laughs> Honda cars and Honda motorcycles are two separate divisions, but Honda motorcycles have earned their reputation and continue to earn it for reliability, even in the most extreme conditions. Like, you can run these things so hot and so hard, and they'll just fire right up the next 20 years. They'll just, but that, that, that then if, 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 with being air cooled, they just expands and you're going to lose power, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you can, well, I mean, until you boil your oil, quite literally, yeah. and it foams and you cause a rod bearing failure. I wonder if we could put the oil coolers on top of the back fender behind the seat and there would be airflow. You could. I mean, yeah. they don't need a lot of airflow, but... but no. well, 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 that far of a line, that many, many lines, you'll cool it pretty quick. Well, what we can do and what I've looked into is, okay, what, what options do I need to specialize in and consider? So I can add a bunch of finned plates to all the covers. Okay. Like uh, if you think about like a heat riser for a CPU is my best example. If you look at your circuit board inside of your computer, you have these little metal fins that stick up everywhere. Those heat sinks actually work really well. And they have they make those same things for air cooled bikes, and you can get a bunch of those. Um, 
Most of them are aluminum, and that's fine until a bunch of stones hit them and they can get some damage, <laughs> but they'll still work. Yeah. So there's that, and I've found a few of those. The main problem I'm running into is when you add a bunch of displacement, a bunch of compression, and you don't strengthen the crank, that crank's still designed to only push 125 cc's. Yeah. Small With light 35 piston. more percent horsepower, and it's going to hurt it. You're going from a bike that makes peak stock, bone stock, very peak, the best conditions possible, maybe eight horsepower. I say eight, yeah. Yeah, okay. seven, eight horsepower is about the best one built out there for stock. And you go to a bike that all of a sudden makes 23 to 25 horsepower, even 28. When you get into these big dual overhead cam motors, you, the stock crank is just not made for it. So then you're adding, you're literally adding <laughs> crank support bearings to the outside of the case. You're adding, you can go to a forged crank with um, even finer tolerances, which which then Honda can even produce. Not that they can't, but they don't produce for this the, bike. The boundary you're talking around here is with the big bore kits... If we're doing that, that's a different that's a different sleeve or, or cylinder. That's a different, different head. head. But you're basically the only thing you're saving is but, the cases. Yes, but when we when we're getting into this much power, and you're going to take off the crank or change the crank, then you have to crack open the case, and, and you that's split the case. a lot bigger job. Yep, a lot. Bigger and you're dropping job. the motor, obviously. Yeah, and you have the transmission in, built into the case. Yeah, and not only that, when you typically split the case, you and you're going to a forged crank, or you're increasing. Um, so you're not inc- you're not changing anything with the crank. You're just changing the materials. So you've got more actual strength in the the, the rod and the crank itself. But not only that is you're you're going to be pushing more RPMs faster, and you got to move oil in certain places in a different way. Otherwise, you're going to run into the same thing you do in a track car, whereas you get oil starvation at high RPMs. It's not made to do that. So you add an oil pump. Yeah, we, high pressure got, oil pump. I've got the high pressure, high pressure oil pump, and then you're ending it, Then you're changing even the baffling inside the case in some of these. When you go to like one of these big, big kits, and you'll run into this in a car too. You have to change some of the way the oil moves through the motor, because it wasn't designed to it do has that. To go more efficiently. In yeah. A lot of so the question okay. is, is you know, we can start at a a big bore, not the most peak power. We can keep the compression lower. We can go to a larger piston with a shorter stroke and keep the compression low so a larger volume but less compression so it's not with the stock crank with the stock crank okay. and we keep things at like and obviously a different cam different cam yeah. and about 15 horsepower top which is still if you think about it almost double the horsepower and that's more than adequate and that's only about 400 bucks um and it's like you said you're that's just a bigger you're intentionally sleeve? no. It's a bigger cylinder itself. Cylinder, yeah. Yeah. So you're intentionally robbing efficiency for the sake of less stress on the components. Okay. So that's not necessarily a bad thing, but but we again, I hate we're looking. Leave. We're looking for torque. Yeah. And we're so, not racing these. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm thinking the more I've talked to these people, that might be the way to go. Okay. And it's kind of there's part of me is the internal fight of the teenager in me who's like I've already got. I mean, it's the same amount of work to do the four valve head because I'm already taking everything off. I got to redo. I got to pull the cam out like the whole nine. Like, do I just do that? Does the four valve head come with the cam already in it? Yes. There's no assembly required with the four valve head. You minus, just bolt minus it on. The, the, oh. And then you just, you just, you know. Timing chain. New cam chain tensioner because you got to have more. You have to, you're going to be running about 2,000 RPMs higher. Okay. You're raising your red line. So you're, you got to change your red line. That's why but we change that when we do the tuner. Okay. So <laughs> the rabbit hole of engine building and car building, this is how it starts. And everybody, anybody who's worked on a car, I've done the same thing when I built my RX-7 back in the day. 
I'm already pulling the motor out to do, you know, a new turbo. So why do I? Why don't I do <laughs> stage two? We're having cord? this conversation with Brian. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> so yeah, same. And this yeah. is kind of why I'm bringing it up because we were yeah. talking about Brian. This is engine building. When yeah. you get into stuff, you're like, well, I'm already in there. Yeah. And if I don't do this now and I change my mind later, then I'm pulling the motor again. Now, obviously, it's a lot easier to do on a motorcycle because it's right in front of you and it's hanging off the bottom of the bike, wide open. Yeah. A lot easier to do. <sighs> just. And, and, you know, it's a good lesson to do it all yourself, but it's, you know, there's specialized things. Like I'm, I got to get a, a, a ring gap grinder, which is not hard. That's like a $30 part on Amazon. You got, you got your new DeWalt grinder. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll take, we'll be fine. So if you're, if you're, um, when you measure piston rings on a motor, you take the piston ring out and you put it inside the cylinder. Um, you typically take the piston itself to kind of push it in there so it's even. And then you take a feeler gauge and you put it between the piston rings and it's, there's a certain spec it has to fall into. And typically, if it's a little, it's better to have it a little looser out of, out of spec than too tight uh, if you're assembling. But then yeah. you, most of the time, they're built to be a little tight. Then you take it out and you put it in your little, your little it's a hand crank grinder yeah. for these piston rings. It's not <laughs> taking off a little use, bit. If yeah. you use like a, a du, uh, what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> you're going to need some more. A oh, DeWalt grinder? No, yeah, like yeah. a DeWalt grinder. I was yeah. thinking of uh, what's the other, the little hand grinder thing that, um, you know, a little tiny grinder this i don't know yeah yeah it's a grinder i mean i don't know yeah i know that i know, the, I, I like know a little cutoff tool or something. oh okay yeah, like cutoff wheel yeah. yeah like a little cutoff wheel <laughs> go yeah, right okay. through those sure. rings no, this is like five hand cranks of a grinder sure. and then you then you're good but um if then i mean there's, there's a lot to it and so and then it's placing your rings in the right spot and then putting assembly lube in there so that the rings seat properly and if they don't you'll get hot spots and score the cylinder and I just, Ugh. I know that, that we are capable of doing this. We haven't oh, done we, it. Yeah. This is something we haven't done yet. No, I have not done and this I myself. And I don't want a situation where it's like we have to take two bikes into somebody, like, just in parts and be like, okay, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good luck, everybody else. Good happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, so. this is pretty straightforward. And we've got everything we need to do it. Including well, you haven't even tools. talked about the fact that we're going to need to have the ECU's flash, too. Yep. Got to have the yeah. ECU's flash. And now we talked about this in the last episode where it was how... To get this really dialed, you'd get full standalone fuel management. Yeah. Just like you would in a race car because you'd use in race parts. Yeah. To be clear, even to do 170cc big bore with the four valve head, you have to like sign a waiver saying it's for racers only. Literally. They won't yeah. sell it to you because that's how they, that's how they got around the law. You have to it sign is, it. We're racing it. Yeah. Totally off. Dirt trails of, yeah. Sure. Sure. Of course right. we are. It's no sarcasm. Nobody, here's the thing. No. Law-abiding citizen that ever questioned us would believe that we'd be dumb enough to put 180 cc's in a monkey. Come on. <laughs> Just so we're clear, I know that there's a fact. I forgot what engine is it of Honda's that's like it's like a it's like a 250 or 450. It's like one of the street bikes that will bolt right into the monkey. Yeah. We could, we could find those in the junkyard. I've seen CR125 swaps. Yeah. <laughs> Two-stroke big pipe. I'm thinking Hayabusa. <laughs> no. <laughs> They put those in go karts, right? That's enough for a car, right? Oh, look, see, those are all the doves I was telling you about. Yeah, I look a couple at mated you. pairs. Yeah. Well, no, that's 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 the visual representation of us. There's you and Shauna, and then there's the weird one following them. <laughs> I'm not going to say who that is, Nora. Uh, no, I've been. We're going to nerd out for a second here. Yeah. Test. So one of the things you do as you get older is you find time to sit and watch things and enjoy things, and so I have custom made my mix of bird feed and so i have all these new birds that show up and i have these all these doves that showed up my property now i think that's the problem is i always assume all doves are white right yeah so 
You're well, your doves are not white, Dan. No, they're not. They're you very have, cute, though. You they have make dark, cute noises. You have dark doves. I do have dark so, doves. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, I, I, I think... So, and I think people understand this by listening to us. Like, you are such a detail-oriented person, and you understand motorcycles a lot more than I do. It's like, you know, obviously, a lot of people have come back to us and said they're interested in this kind of stuff, and they want to hear about it. So I think we'll, we will be doing something to these bikes. Something will happen, even if it's as simple as a cam initially. But <laughs> I am um, literally, like, have two separate carts built out, ready yeah. to click order, and I'm... I'm pr- the more I go round and round, I'm probably going to go to the four valve, not do the crank, and just see how long it lasts. Because worst case scenario, I'll put new cases on it and order a crank when it goes bad. Yeah. Um. Usually, you just like anything, just like a car. When it's yeah, cranks, but the four valve's still a grand, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when you <sighs> okay, I think it's more of those one of those things where that type of failure typically wouldn't lead to catastrophic failure unless I was like bouncing off the red line all the time, which is not how I ride off road. That's not how I ride off road. And so I might have to learn to ride differently, but you won't. (laughs) And so, and I don't tend to overheat my bikes. Like we tend to, we tend to break enough, like, as in just like, Hey, that was pretty hard. Let's just let the bikes cool down. We're pretty like conscious of that. We stop because the bike needs rest. Right. Totally. Right. That's that's what I was thinking. Not because I can't feel my teeth anymore. My Mm -hmm. eyes are rattling on my head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to give it a shot. And, Yes, I know that is like if I was going to do this perfect from the beginning, I would get the forged crank, split the cases, the whole nine, and I don't know, maybe I will down the road. But I think because I still want to ride, and I don't want this to be like a, a week long thing where I've got to. Because I mean, you, you measure cases, you're you're literally um, this isn't like the cylinder head of a car where you have to have it reground and all that, but like you're measuring a bunch of tolerances to put cases back together correctly, especially from Honda, which has the tightest tolerances in the industry. And so there's a lot more parts that go into that. Um, and worst case scenario, I think uh, Takagawa, whatever, we can get brand new engines for like 2,500 bucks if we really screw this up. On, yeah. <laughs> With five speed tranny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, Say at yeah. this point, I would probably just buy a five speed monkey. Yeah. But uh, that's true. Anyway, that's, that's the project list right now after I get the shop done, uh, which I got to get things cleaned up for the lift to go in. And then I've got to tear down a wall again. Tear down this wall, Mr. Gorbachev. Tear down this wall. <laughs> tear down this wall. And tear down this uh, attic, too. Yeah, yeah. mezzanine. Yeah. Well, I mean, all in due time. Yeah. You're getting a lot done. You're getting a lot done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, now that I've got the blue bike, which has virtually no miles on it, that's going. That's getting some S-Tech installed. Um, really? Yep. Okay. I'm going to S-Tech that tank so that I don't put two little chips in it. And the that's... headlight, I'm doing it because I don't, wanna, I don't want to I'm going to be it. really curious about... How they're going to do that. I think we should film that because yeah. that is such a small, compact. I'm wondering if it's going to have to be two pieces with a steam. I, I mean, those guys can wrap anything. They were a sponsor of Exotics on Broadway, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aztecs everywhere, man. I know. I yep. was just saying. I just, uh, banners. I don't want to, I don't want to wear through the tank and I'm going to oh, ride it and. I'm going to end up on the new tank because mine's past the point of return with my knees and, and the, and the, 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 Knee guards I was wearing with the, like the, mm. you know, I'm going to, I've worn. It's fine. Tanks are not that expensive, but I will do that on the next one. No, so. and, and motorcycle tanks and motorcycle body parts in general don't have, they, nobody has good paint. Yeah. And before all you Harley guys Brandon start Pal has good paint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anybody who's got aftermarket paint <laughs> yeah. has good paint. But I mean, even the most expensive bikes out there, I mean, they go through more than a car would because you're you're holding on to the bike. You're holding on to the paint. Yeah. Most bikes I've had, any bike I've tracked, I've put actual like special types of uh, paint protection on the tank 
and to grip with. My most of my all my off road bikes actually have had some kind of grip for me to hold on to. Okay. Um, but I have it on the monkey, and I'm not going to make that mistake with the blue one. And the red one, I've I've done. I've been pretty conscious of not doing that. But I want to use this thing a little more aggressively. It's, it's Megan's bike now. It's her problem. Yeah, it's Megan's um, problem now. She <laughs> gets it. We had, and I've got a, I got a, I think it was a, we had the top of the line Aprilla RSV4, I think. It had like with the, with the canards. Oh my God, this bike was, I mean, I think it might even been, I don't know. Speaking of motorcycle, it was absolutely gorgeous. It, it won best motorcycle because it was the only motorcycle. Um, which was kind of an issue because the guy came in full leathers and a helmet, and then we gave him an award, like a big glass award in the box. <laughs> so, yeah. Come back for that, yeah. Yep. So I have had tires stacked around me on a motorcycle. I had to take them home. Not fun to transport things on a motorcycle. But... I am gonna. I, we've got to find pictures of it. But um, there was a car in Car Week that sort of the story has sort of broken Car Week, and uh, somebody got in their Enzo in Boston and drove. All the way to Car Week in a Ferrari Enzo. That's awesome. Yep. Good for them. Uh, ended up with a broken windshield, but I mean that it was absolutely filthy. We ran into it on accident, and it didn't showed up at Concorso. I mean, I I didn't have a chance to talk to them, but yeah, absolutely. We need to find that Boston to Monterey. That's a heck of a. I mean, I thought Clarence was you know with his half doors and things like that, but that's that's Dang. pretty cool. Yeah, I love people who drive cars like that. Yeah. Uh, it's no fun saving a car for the next guy. I mean, it's cool that manufacturers make there very goes little the resale value on his. Somebody said that. They goes, well, that's going to screw up the resale value. And I was like, it's actually not because somebody's going to look at that and go, no, that's the Boston car. That's yeah. the car that did it, you know. So, yeah, and yeah. cars are meant to be driven. Why else would you buy a car? You would talk about irony. I spent six days down in Monterey, and I didn't take a car this time, so I didn't have to drive. I didn't drive. And nobody, usually when cars come off transport and stuff like that, um, because people know me, they have me drive the cars down and things like that. I didn't drive a single car, and I get back here, and Uncle Peter calls me, who's he's covering surgery, and he's like, "Hey, I need you to take my 430." And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to do this as a favor for you." So I got to, I got to drive a 430 this morning. <laughs> so fun. I saw yeah. that. Looks yeah. like a terrible day. It was a horrible way to start the morning, actually. Boy, the 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 it looks like the uh, the smoke's going away a little bit. So yeah. yes, yeah, quite nice. Yeah, I have not driven anything fun lately. No. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. Yeah, so I've been. Have you seen the new Mercedes GT? By the way, uh, the the revamped the AMG one? GT all wheel drive with the twin turbo V eight, the new transmission, very the long the long nose two door one. Yeah, yeah, I saw a, a brief photo from the front, but I didn't hear about all the specs. Really good. Okay, I think it is. Uh, I think they're targeting directly the nine eleven turbo audience. Okay, which is great. Um, That's a long car. Mm-hmm. But all wheel drive. Yeah, but again, a turbo is much shorter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it looks like an incredible Grand Tourer, though. Okay. And that's got a lot of appeal. Lots to me. of luggage. Would yes. you Would you drive something like that? I would. Really? It looks beautiful. I love the V8. No, I get it. Yeah, it's... Uh, DJ's got one, I and I was in his. So yeah, I, it was amazing. Great cars. I don't like the... the st- for myself, I'd, I'd like them as cars. For myself, I don't. I wouldn't want one because of the rear-wheel drive. And for a car like that, I want... For a Grand Tourer and for a road trip, sure. all-wheel drive spoils me. That said, I would take a mid-engine rear-wheel drive car. I wouldn't take a front mid-engine How about that car. new Mustang? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Mid-engine. Oh, my God. That thing's awesome. If you don't know, go look it up. Ford. Go look at it. Yeah. Ford. And it was funny. $300,000 Mustang that is, it honestly looks like it's worth three hundred grand. i am going to interrupt your story for a second because Steve had seen it. <laughs> and he was going to see it. And, he, and I go, oh, yeah. He goes, they're revealing the new Mustang tomorrow. I was like, oh. Not, you know, again, 
I have a tendency to say things to people I probably shouldn't. I was like, I'm not a huge fan of the Mustang. This is the guy that's made his money modifying Mustangs. Yeah. Um, by the way, what they're going to do with the Bronco, I saw. I have a little bit of infra- insider information which I cannot share. Oh my god. Um, but uh, he goes, no, no, no. This is not a Mustang. This is no. a different car. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Got the Mustang name and a three hundred thousand dollar price tag that is and earned. It's not like when they took the Mustang name and put it on that Mocky piece. Yeah. Of <laughs> no, this thing. Great car. Just badass. shouldn't be a Mustang. So, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So you know, I I know I I've never been a Merc guy. I mean I love what they do. Um, I lo- I love that car, but it's never been that's never been in my my mind of, a, of like this is the type of this is the car I want to buy. I love it because it reminds me more than anything of my GTR. Okay, and it's got a twin turbo V8. So there's a lot of things I love right there. That I okay I will say this that first the the, the last the last generation so the one they're replacing the the black series with the giant wing on the back. Yeah okay I drive that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I and I love the gold wing cars. I wish it had that. Um, gold wings and all the things. But. I saw a fully unrestored red SL three hundred down there. Oh sweet. Yeah, beautiful car. I love those. Th- so it's put the plaid interior or the tartan interior, whatever it is. So yeah. Again, and, and this is the thing about about Car Week, and, and I say this again: this, you go buy things, and you're just like, wait, was that what? Okay, yeah. wait. Did I really? Oh, just sorry, see what that? happened? You is know. That, so yeah, yeah. It's like driving through. Um, uh, a casino. <laughs> we were both exhausted. We were up really late last yeah. night and uh, really early for work. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah. where am I thinking of? Casino Royale, the Monaco. Monaco. Yeah. I kept thinking Monterey in my head. It was like Mon, 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 <laughs> Monaco. Yes, driving through Monaco is the exact same way. I was laughing because I was following a little bit of a drama, F one drama. So, if you ha- if you haven't seen the video, if, if you're an F one fan, so. Uh, Max Verstappen was seen driving through Monaco in his brand new Aston Martin Valkyrie or whatever oh, it is. Yeah, which I mean, <laughs> okay, let's do details. He ride, he drives for Red Bull and he's driving around in an Aston Martin, and people right. are like, "Oh, you know, he's going to come to Aston. He's never going to go to Aston." Just so we're clear, but uh, yeah. like, wow, I don't that. Whew, I saw one. I don't. I don't think you and I would never be able to fit in that car ever. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I still want a, a BAC Mono. It's still almost at the top of my list. I have to build it around you, and they will. They're building them again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think they... Just get on it, Dan. Come on. They're not worth the price tag, though. Maybe you weren't spending so much on your monkey, you could buy a BAC Mono. I mean, it's worth it. I don't think it is. Why? Um, I, I realize... Okay, it's hard to say that. There's nothing else like it, so yeah. I'll give it that. Uh, KTM Crossbow. Close. Yeah, it's, the it's really yeah, it closest, but really not. It's not street legal here. Yeah, unless you know somebody. Yeah, yeah. it's true. But I mean, those things are two to two fifty, mm-hmm. and that's really cool. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's don't they have a new? They have a bigger engine version. They they did yeah. the same thing that the Ariel Adam did. It's the closest thing to a street legal Formula One car you can possibly get. Yeah, you don't have a choice. You have to wear a helmet. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. I, be, yeah, I yeah. As someone who's ridden motorcycles long distances, I'm totally fine with it. And yes, I would absolutely be the person who would throw snow tires on it. Like, I'm going to freaking Banff in <laughs> January with that thing. I would, because it would be yeah. awesome. But at the same time... It'd be a lot of stack. Yeah, a lot of S-Tech. <laughs> yes, on my face. Yeah, quite literally. face, yeah. I'd have tear-offs on my helmet. Um, yeah. But... I guess for something so limited use and so limited market, and not much to it physically, mm-hmm. I would put it in the 150, 175 range. 
I don't and because it's a monocoque chassis with that, and it's it's custom fit to you. I mean, it's at a price point where it would be that so people that own BAC monos own multiple other cars, right? Like you said, yes, you're not daily is, driving. This is the fourth, you fifth car. You can't car. You can't carry luggage. You can't. No. But if, if I had a real passion for the track, I could see that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess if I was a track junkie. But even yeah. then, like you can get a Formula Four or Formula Three car for less than that. You really can. I think I'd want that over that. Yeah, I guess you can take do. it on the street. Yeah, I mean. I, I think I'd, I'd I don't know if I could get one, if I could get into one for one fifty one seventy five I genuinely would try and make it happen. I I thought really? the dumbest thing in the world when when we he, when they sponsored Jet Center events I don't know how many years ago and showed up with one, it just changed my whole perspective because you've seen them yeah and once you're in the presence of it it's 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 there's something about it like oh yeah I mean it's also and I don't think I was this it's the kind of car where I I'm like well. I'd drive it, and if something happened, I'd put it on my wall. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's art. Uh, like I said, though, I, for me, I am I would literally put probably 40,000 miles a year on it. Yeah. I, for I, me, I it's a motorcycle. Reliable, I wonder what the, yeah, it is. I wonder what the reliability is on it. I guess that's kind of what I'm wondering. Yeah. That's, I mean, where, that's where you want, like, a, a Honda K motor in it. You really yeah. do. Like, when you get to these little these specialized sports cars like the Ariel Atom, the yeah. things that the Ariel has going for it is a lot of the parts are so tried and tested. Yeah. Like, it's probably never going to break for regular use. Like, that thing is so overbuilt. It's no weight. And that's where I get into it. Because I can get an Ariel Atom, a really nice 4S for 125, 130, 125 to 150-ish. And that's got two seats, a heater, a small windshield. And I, it's you, just you not a special. creature comforts. I know, right? I know how much you love heat, so I'm sure you'd do fine. I do love heat. Yeah, you do love heat. Yeah. <laughs> you love heat as much as I love heat. So yeah. We don't love heat. No, we hate heat. I you know that's interesting. I'll tell you I'll tell you speaking of cars that took over Car Week and I saw like nine of them was I and I didn't even know they were still making them as those new or not new, the freaking Mercedes four by fours, not the six, but the four the G Wagon? No, the G Wagon four by fours. Yeah. They were everywhere. The squared with the portal axles? Yes. Yeah. They were everywhere. And we were in Carmel. There was literally four of them parked on the same street. But they weren't together. It wasn't like Mercedes was there. I was playing Post Malone. I, okay, this is, I love Post Malone. Me too. I absolutely, everything he's doing, the, the man can do no wrong. Yep, he's kind. His new album wonderful. is fantastic, fantastic. By the way, sorry, this is not a, this is not a music and thing, but I just everything about the man. He's funny. He's charismatic. Char- he knows where he's at. Yeah, if you, if you, I listened to a really long interview with him just the other day. Did she hear Joe Rogan interview? No. So I don't. I don't tip. I, it's funny because I've talked. We talked about Joe Rogan before, and I actually don't listen to his show that often. I'm not a subscriber, but there's certain guests I'll go sure. find out. It was really good. Um, he's kind of what you'd expect. He's like the nicest, happiest stoner ever. Right. And like you just kind of like the guy because he <laughs> he's so humble. Great car music. He's a big car guy too. Yeah, huge car guy. His compound in Utah, by the way. Yeah. There's, I was looking. There's uh, the neighbor's houses for sale. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's just outside of Salt Lake City and Walnut Canyon, which is a gorgeous area. His dad manages his car collection. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a real car guy. I but was, anyway, I was, yeah. Yeah. I was watching. Listen to his new album if you yeah. like. Plus one. Super yeah. chill. 
It's a really chill album. It's like it's a fantastic album. If you don't know who he is, look him up. He has tattoos everywhere. Like everywhere. he looks like a meth addict. He does. He does. <laughs> him and Jelly Roll, ironically, are wonderful. Yeah. But I was watching some interview, and she's like, "If you could take one tattoo off, what would it be?" And he's like, "And it was so sweet because this kind of tattoo." He goes, "I'd probably take one off my face because my mom doesn't like it. My mama doesn't like it." And I was yeah. like, oh, "That's fair." Yeah, that's, that's funny. Fair, so, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, I will. It, I think this is going to be an interesting year in the car community. I think. We're seeing a lot of changes. We're seeing a lot of hybrid. We're seeing a lot of um, people, you know, again, the aging, the generation is aging out that has these cars. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to, you know, and obviously, you know, the the governments of the world want everybody to go hybrid. And I don't know if we're going to lose this. I hope not. And I mean, I encourage everybody out there. My dad and I were talking about it actually today. And he was, we were talking about these old cars. And he's like, well, saying the same thing people are aging out and i was like well great i said i'm okay if a million dollar blower bentley all of a sudden is a hundred thousand dollar blower bentley i'm in i will start <laughs> i will start buying that kind of stuff because yep. like i love the history and i mean if and i'm, I'm hoping there's going to be enough people like us that kind of pull yeah. it together you know it's it's tough these days it is you know and we are living in a world where <laughs> everything is costing more and so um that by the way there was some good cars that set some uh, some some price tags. Like I don't know. I've got to look up the details. But there was four that went for almost thirty something million. Yeah, there was a a two fifty LM that went for seventeen million. But there was also like a very rare. It was like one of the first Ferraris that had been crashed, and it's oh, literally yeah. the body. Oh yeah, it's and a it's, crashed. It's a crashed shell. Ferrari, and it's like one point eight million or something like that. Yeah. Like, and they said the person's probably gonna have to put another like fifteen into it to make it. Yeah, but it'll be. But yeah, I saw that. Really cool. The one thing I didn't see, I saw photos of it. I did not see the new SP3, the new Ferrari SP2, mm. the, the new Enzo. Well, not the new Enzo, the La Ferrari without the hybrid system. So, right. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. I like that. I'm, I wonder because is, things are getting more expensive, but yep. things that were expensive are often getting cheaper to make, especially thanks to three advances in 3D printing. Yeah. Um, look at our, go back to our episode with BBI. And but Tim, if you want to hear more about how that is really changing the game when it comes to metal, sure, because you can three D print three print you can three D print metal parts relatively. I wouldn't say easy, but it's becoming relatively easy to create three D printed part metal parts versus um, casting them and things like that. So that's pretty cool. Um, you can also use less material to do it and get the same output, better tolerances. Cool stuff. Um, I wonder how that's going to change the classic car market down the road because a lot of those one-off parts that were impossible to create won't be that way for much longer. If we look at the advances we're making in that technology. But then you don't have the original parts in the car, too. No, but at the same time, it is a way to keep them going. Oh, I agree, but I'm just so saying. So I think the, this originality. Could, this could lead into some really cool, really interesting resto mod stuff. Yeah. Like we're already... Like we're seeing with motorcycles, you can get there's a lot of resto mod stuff in the motorcycle world, especially when it comes to like bobbers, like you were looking at that Triumph we've been talking about. Thanks, Brandon Powell. We haven't seen it yet. Get over here, jerk. My mother hates motorcycles, and she knew about my bobber dream, and she knows that Brandon Ben Powell stole my dream. So yeah, my mom's Brandon. looking for you, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon Ben Powell. <laughs> Brandon Ben Powell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss you by the way. Yeah, we do miss our friend. Um, but yeah, it's I'm curious to see where that goes because I would love to see more of that come around because that'll keep the the some of this old stuff going. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not going to. Um, yeah. But it's, as the car shows do shrink and go away, um, and they do, they are, we're getting away from one of the things I'm glad we're getting away from, and that is the the status symbol era of cars. 
Okay. Where it's, um, I'm glad to see more. I'm truly glad to see more and people rejecting cars as a status symbol and more as of a more of a community driven thing. Okay. Like, um, Avance has done a really good job of building a car community, and you'll see the little guy get excited for the big guy when he gets his new GT3 RS, and you'll see the guy with the GT3 RS get excited for the kid who bought his first car, whether it's you know the hand-me-down Focus with a manual. Which he's like, thank God these kids are having a manual. You do see that. And we see it every single day in the community. And I like seeing that. And it's not, we're seeing less and less of guys buying really fancy, expensive cars to show off and seeing them more to drive them because the community is changing with the, with the, the community is changing the way people look at cars. Yeah. And I like that because I'm, I agree. I'll admit it. I'm tired of the Hollywood attitude of cars where it's like everything is a, everything's a show off. And people are driving cars. They're buying cars because they love them versus because they want to be seen in them. Well, they're not sitting on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got it. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm glad to see more of that. And I hope to see more of that with the really old cars. Because like you said, it's going to be, it's only a certain person who even knows how to drive some of these old cars. Like the Bentley blowers and stuff like that. You <laughs> Turn the key and just start driving the car. Nope. And the more you see that, like there's a cool factor that kids are seeing now. I mean, and we're seeing it now even with, with kids buying cars from the 80s, which to us aren't that old, which yeah. is funny. But at the same time, it's cool that people are buying them. They're buying cars that are... We're Radwood coming up, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. Random but thing, I mean, but stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And so I hope to see more of that. I like to see I like to see that, go the, the direction the community is going. I'm excited and happy to see because it's uh, it's different in a positive way. It's not that the car scene is go- the car shows are going away. They're just changing into different kinds of events. And they either got to adapt so. with them or go, or they either adapt with them or die, just like yeah. anything. Yeah. I want to. I want to sort of end on this note. Of back to Monterey. So, um, one thing that, that with Concorso, obviously, we're involved with Monterey and Seaside and all that, but we're very involved with the Monterey Police Department. And the Monterey Police Department now, during Car Week, has put out. And I don't think they put out all the things, but they have put out daily reports on Facebook <laughs> as far as. Um, traffic stops and things like that. Um, as of right now, um, and, and this is confirmed, uh, and if you've been to Monterey, you'll understand this. If you haven't, you'll have to go. Uh, the fastest speed in the tunnel this weekend was 94 miles an hour, which is impressive. <laughs> how straight long, to jail. Well, yeah, it's, it's straight to jail. Like, um, that was on, I think they, that was on the 17th, but, uh, you know, they... Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, there was quite a few arrests this weekend, and about, it averaged about uh, about 70 traffic stops in Monterey, just the city, a day. <laughs> So, yeah, kind of fun. Fun stuff. But, I like uh, it when police departments get involved like that and oh, let you kind of follow along, along no, they on the absolutely put out like, like They put out a daily post as far as <laughs> uh, they, they give traffic stop, traffic citations, towed vehicles, arrests, and fastest speed in the tunnels. Well, I hope they made good money, and I I'm do mean sure that. I'm sure they did, I hope, yeah. they, I hope it was a good so, revenue generator for the city. Yeah. I mean, man, with the way street takeovers are going and the way people get hit constantly, this is kind of the least of their concerns, but at least we can laugh about these. If you stop a main street, you're an idiot. I just want to say that. Like, if you're that person that's doing street takeovers, that's stupid. If you're the person that's supporting them at yeah, all. absolutely. Like, I'm... You're trash. Yeah. So... Yeah. You get paralyzed in one of those. Like, I, sorry. We make fun of stanced, but... You know, no, not yeah. yeah. No, stance is nothing. Yeah. I like I would embrace a stanced event over any street takeover sure. any day of the week, even if it was the worst cars ever made. Like it's just And and I'll even say this. Uh if if you are a person box. that supports that, you're a bag, but you know, uh I I would love to hear why you think that's a good idea to take over a public street. I'd love to you're hear wrong. a person because I'll punch you in the face. Well, I mean <laughs> Okay. 
I won't let Dan punch you in the face. I might punch you in the face. No. Uh, <laughs> violence is not the answer. It's the solution. Uh, but um, no. We're kidding. No, we say this because there was there was an incident that oh, yeah. recently. And, yeah. and, and a lot of people were hit, and that's not cool. So. No. Um, if you have questions about Monterey Car Week, about thinking about going to Monterey Car Week, um, Dan and I, we obviously have our we have our phone number, which is four two five two nine eight seven eight seven three. Write us, you know, call us, talk to us. Um, if you're an Avance member, stay stay vigilant on this. I think that um, I'm, I'm I'm can for sure tell you that Avance will be at Monterey Car Week pretty much every year going forward. Yeah, um, there will be Avance, Avance is a events. Big part of it. Avance is a big part of it. Um, and it's a big part of the community, uh, and it, it uh, we're always here to help. So, yeah, yeah. If you got some ideas on our monkey build, or you've done an engine build, you know what I want to hear from the community, or uh, you want to come watch, or if you want to come do it for us, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Anybody, is yeah. there any motorcycle mechanics in the Avance community? Yeah, I'm going to ask that on the next question. So I'm going to ask go. two questions when I post this. Okay. And you guys listen to this. I'm going to ask if there's any motorcycle mechanics in the Avance community and that I can. Where do bounce. babies come from? Yep. <laughs> where do babies come from? Yep. I'll get you the book. Now. Motorcycle babies. Yeah, motorcycle <laughs> babies. Yep. They're called monkeys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so any motorcycle mechanics in the Avance community because there's some stuff obviously there's a lot of stuff I don't know and I'd love to have your input and mm-hmm. two um, what was I going to do with two I interrupted you you interrupted Sorry. me damn it Nick I'll up this too if you're a motorcycle mechanic in the Avance community we'll have you on the show oh yeah I, yeah, we would. I'm trying to find a good uh, yeah. motorcycle mechanic to get yep. on the show we have some questions yeah yeah. I would love to know the differences like uh, the common stuff you bull get wrong and why did I he want f- a Harley mechanic? I want to hear stories. <laughs> Man, <laughs> V4 best engine ever made. Yep, for the record, 100. percent Like ever, V4 mathematically best engine How much ever made. Do you think that engine is for what? Outside the bike, the Aprilia. Yeah, mm, brand new one. Yeah, well, roughly. Like if somebody crashed it and I was going to put that in something, I'm just saying hypothetically, less than you think. <laughs> I mean, we've got a welder. <laughs> <laughs> How could this go wrong? <laughs> yeah, I okay, know. Okay. Uh, Ignore the question. So, yeah. Yeah, give us a call. But yeah. also, um, if there's something else you want to see on the show or any questions you have for us, let us know. Because I like asking the audience questions. I like it when they engage with us. Yeah. Like, where can we go 200 miles an hour? Now we know. There's two places. We do know. And Dan and I are going to try to be at a few more events coming up. We're, we're yep. gonna oh, do we have work. an off-road event coming up? Yeah. Um, so, we, so what's coming up? We've got, we've got Wagon Fest coming up. We've got, we've got Radwood coming up. We've got an off-road event coming up. Um, what else? That's just in the Pacific Northwest. No, I know. I haven't looked at the other schedules. I'm looking right Jacob's now. Do, is it Jake? Who's, uh, who's, who's in, in California? Sorry. Yeah. Jacob. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a great job down there. Taste of Motorsports 2023. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, there's the Avance at Monterey. Radwood is August 26th. That's right around the corner. That's this weekend. Yep. Yep. Avance at Oswego Car and Classic Boat Show. That would actually be really cool. Okay. I love classic boats. Um, speaking of woodworking. Oh, I want to say this, um, and you'll understand this more as a, as a listing on it. We are looking to go to Portland within the next few months. Yes. And, and interview some people. And if you have some people down there that you think would be fun, uh, let us know. And we will, we're going to try to figure something out. Um, we want to go down and see some of our Vance partners. Um, yeah, shout I'm, out to Sherry down there. There are some killer, yeah. killer Portland events down there. Yeah. I've got a couple of, I've got a couple of personal things I'm going to, I'm trying to track down. If you're in the Subaru community, you know about uh, Anderson Design and Fabrication. I'm trying to get an mm-hmm. interview with them. 
Um, so uh, we want we want to go to the Portland community because that's an, a nice little drive, and we'd like to go down there some weekend and basically do some interviews and meet some people and maybe have some fun. We should probably tell Sherry we want to do this. So, oh yeah, hey Sherry, surprise, <laughs> Sherry, yeah. surprise. I didn't see her. I know she was down in Monterey, but I didn't get a chance to see her. So yeah, those yeah. working events. Yeah. Anyway, excellent. Lots of stuff coming up. Lots of stuff for you to do. Give mm-hmm. us a call. Give us some ideas. Yeah, I'll play your voicemail on the show. There you go. So yeah, you can use whatever voice you want. Yep. Oh, I would love to hear impressions. Yeah. Somebody should call us and do impressions. There you go. That's just us calling us. Okay. Well, (laughs) anyway, for for this episode of the Avance Podcast, as always, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.